Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Hello to all of you cannabis aficionados, and welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Folks, first I'd like to thank our listeners for purchasing my book. It's called Just Try Me. It's available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. And my book happens to be about three cannabis-consuming women who get involved in all manner of international intrigue. Just Try Me has been called attractive to people who appreciate spicy intrigue. And one reviewer, a man, said if the action doesn't grab you, the sex will. It's a page-turner. Now, folks... With COVID-19 going full blast through much of the United States, the publication Weekend Gardener surveyed 1,000 Americans and they're consuming cannabis. Nearly 28% said they are consuming weed to treat stress and anxiety, 22% to sleep better, and 18% are using cannabis to be more productive and have better sex. Uh, we'll keep our eyes on these statistics and report back to you. It also seems that while other businesses are not doing so well, the cannabis sector, by the way, is doing just fine. And for those of you who might be looking for work, there are a number of job opportunities in, in many states. So check that out. And now, today, our subject is arthritis. And a lot of you may not know that the leading cause of disability among American adults happens to be arthritis. And according to the Arthritis Foundation, listen to these figures, it's amazing. 54 million Americans have been diagnosed with arthritis, including nearly 3,000 babies and children. Now, arthritis is painful and it can be crippling. And traditional medications that, that treat those symptoms often are, shall we say, unpleasant side effects and often don't work. So what's to be done? According to an online survey done by Creaky Joints, it's an arthritis support education and advocacy group, people are turning to cannabis to help manage their symptoms and alleviate their pain. And more than half of those surveys, or surveyed, I should say, have used cannabis or CBD to manage their symptoms. 97% of those surveys said it actually helped. So with us today to talk more about cannabis and arthritis is Dr. Benjamin Kaplan. He's a family physician, and he's founder of the Boston-based CED Foundation. Dr. Kaplan, welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Hi, Paxton. Thank you. I have to excitedly correct that actually we are not only Boston-based now, that we have um, reached other states, and we're actually moving into Central and South America as well soon. So it's, it's becoming a global thing. 
Well, that's terrific because we have many, many international listeners. So uh, for those of you who are out there, uh, Dr. Kaplan is available. Shall we say that? Sounds good. Uh, yeah, certainly coming. Good. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. So let's get started. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our listeners how and why cannabis helps decrease the pain, the, the so-called painful symptoms of arthritis, where so many other anti-inflammatory medications just have failed? And also, can cannabis help to actually cure arthritis? Cannabis works in different ways than, than the, the options we're used to. You know, we have pain and whether it's one joint or multiple joints, um, the pain can be all consuming. Um, what traditional methods have looked to is how can we stop the pain where it is? So medicines that act locally or stop inflammation around the joints that might be painful. Um, they also work to some extent systemically. You know, if we give people opiate medicines or antidepressant medicines. Um, the opiates might cut off the sensation of pain so people don't feel the discomfort at all. Um, the antidepressants or anxiety medicines might help stop the stress or the depression, I guess, that comes around you know, with your, with your pain, um, the agony that goes with it. Um, so they're, they're trying, the pain medicines are trying to approach different aspects of arthritic pain um, through different channels and, and, and things which are currently available. So, you know, we have an arsenal in the medical office of treatment plans. We have medicines that we can use, you know, to some extent there's some fringe opportunities. You know, people sometimes do things like uh, acupuncture or massage. You know, they might work on their nutrition to try to help some of the other systems counterbalance the, the burden that comes from pain. Um, but there are many other opportunities. You know, we have explored a pretty limited set in Western medicine. It seems all encompassing because that's what we know from the pharmacies, that's what we see on TV. But the earth is a pretty big place and it has a pretty massive resource of opportunity to help um, deal with pain. You know, the, our culture is going through a massive transition, a transformation now where people are much more open to things they didn't understand before, things they didn't recognize, things they didn't, um, learn about accurately and cannabis falls front and center there. Um, you know, globally it's become a phenomenon where people are, are not only curious, um, but are starting to hear and see videos and stories of, of people who've done really well. Um, you know, the, the statistics you mentioned, you know, that people are doing well with stress and sleep and, and, and productivity with cannabis, um, is just scratching the surface. I mean, this is, this is, um, a surprisingly low, um, percentage actually, when I see, patients at our clinics, um, you know, people are overwhelmingly um, happy with, with cannabis as a solution or, or at least a treatment approach to, to these things. Um, but with arthritis, it's even more remarkable. Um, you know, I would say, um, well, you know, I have, I, I have to confess I'm, I'm a biased um, observer because people who come to my clinic have been through the other treatments and they've been disappointed with what's out there. So they come to me looking for cannabis as a solution, and, and oftentimes they find it, you know. Um, now, what are they? What are they doing? May I ask you? Are they are they uh, using a tincture? Uh, there are they putting cream? Uh, mm -hmm. What kind of applications are they using? So, they're using all of them, um, and it's and it's all of them because it's different strokes for different folks. You know, there are some people who are 
still very afraid of cannabis. And, and they think that that means you're only going to smoke cannabis. If you engage with cannabis, all you're going to do is light a cigarette and, and, and nobody wants to do that um, because they've seen the horrors of, of, of cigarette smoke and cancers and things like that. Um, so before people decide on a method, they have to first understand that cannabis is not what they thought it was. There are people who only like edibles. They only want to eat something. There are people who only want topicals. They only want to have, you know, address a small joint, maybe their wrist or their elbow. Um, for other people, it's, you know, 50 years of constant pain. They can't lift the groceries anymore. They can't sleep anymore. They need something which is much more all-encompassing than a local topical. Um, and they might have a full body method that's, that's a combination of different things. Um, so it works a little bit differently than the medicines we're used to. Now, do you think there's a possibility that cannabis could cure arthritis or is that beyond <laughs> expectation? Um, I think it's, 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 it's a great idea. It's a very intoxicating idea. We're always looking for the holy grail. Um, but arthritis is not one particular disease. Um, it is inflammation of joints and sometimes it's different things which are causing that inflammation or causing that initial error or, or, or trouble. Um, so it's not always the same problem. And, and, and because the problems are different, the solutions are going to be different for different individuals. Um, cannabis does very strong anti-inflammation activity. It's, it's, it's different than medicines that we think of as anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen, um, to some extent, uh, acetaminophen, Tylenol, or, or um, you know, some of the other over-the-counter options which quell inflammation. It's also different than the strong stuff that we use in the, in the, in the hospitals and clinics, the steroids. Um, cannabis works to fight parts of our immune system that, that help with, with inflammation. Um, it calms them down. It sort of interrupts the signaling um, of how these communication systems work in a way that ultimately reduces overall infection um, quite considerably, actually. It's, it's to some studies even more powerful than the medicines we use in the hospital and clinics today. Um, the problem is that although it is wonderful in the lab and we even see it working well in animal studies, we live still in a culture that has suffocated the research in people. And we can, we can make educated leaps from the scientific literature and from the animal studies, but it's very difficult to say with any certainty what's happening in humans because we don't know very much about the processes because we simply haven't been able to study it. Folks, we need to take a short break. We'll be back with Dr. Benjamin Kaplan, who is talking about cannabis and arthritis. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Plant Profits. 
I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com, Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 gardens garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley, where we're discussing cannabis and arthritis with Dr. Benjamin Kaplan. Now, why do children get it? I, I can understand when you're, you know, 50, 60 years old, you've got it. But children having it, what is going on there? And uh, have you treated ch- uh, children? Yeah, so, so arthritis, inflammation of joints is not only um, what is commonly thought of as arthritis. So there, there are two major types of arthritis. There's, there's osteoarthritis, um, which is sort of proximity of bone to bone. Um, and, and there are many other types, which, which sometimes affect, um, people who aren't older, you know, young children, you have juvenile arthritis. Um, you have also sometimes idiopathic arthritis, which, which, um, you know, we don't know the reason. Um, and arthritis as, as an overarching term is, is quite vague. It just means there's some irritation and inflammation around a joint. It's not talking about why or what's exactly going on. Um, and you can have you can have infections which cause a joints to have inflammation. You can have um, mechanical disruptions that cause um, cause inflammation and pain. Um, and you know, there's some children, you know, unfortunately, who are born with maladies. You know, maybe it's a genetic dysfunction, or maybe it's a allergic reaction which gets deposited um, into joints. Um, there, there, there's you know a dictionary full of different kinds of arthritis which affects adults and children sometimes differently. Um, now, I want to ask you, are there certain areas of the world where there's more arthritis uh, uh, than in other areas? Does, does that have anything to do with it uh, in terms of climate or, or is it hereditary? Uh, do we know anything about the so-called you know, components of, of, of why there is so much arthritis out there? 
Yes, and it actually, the question is, is an important one because it actually hones right in on one of the ways that cannabis can be helpful and is very much underappreciated. Um, around the world, people have very different diets and the way that we eat very much affects our entire bodies. When people eat poorly, um, for example, when they have high fat diets, um, our intestines allow nutrients and other things in our stomach into our bodies, which may not belong. Um, there's a, a substance called a lipopolysaccharide, which is the basically the shell, the outside of a bacteria. And when that's present in our body, it's called an endotoxin. It's inside our body and it's a toxin. And our bodies react to this thing which doesn't belong and they fight it. And, it, and they call the alarm saying, everybody come fight this this LPS, this lipopolysaccharide, because it doesn't belong. And when you have a high fat diet and you have lots of these LPSs coming into your body, you have a steady state of, of, of inflammation, which can cause problems. We're not meant to be fighting things all the time. Wait, I want to say something right now. Something came to me because mm -hmm. right now the ketogenic diets, mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, high fat diets, mm -hmm. low carb, high fat. Does that mean that people who are on, a, uh, on these ketogenic diets are going to end up perhaps having arthritis? So it's, it's, it's a good question. And, and it's not just the overpresence of fat in general. It's actually the ratio of fat. So some fats are good. Some fats are not good. It really depends on what you're consuming. And one of the things about cannabis, to bring it back to, to cannabis, is cannabis seeds actually are born with the ideal ratio of good fats that humans should be consuming. And it's not the cannabis that we think of as smoking or drinking or THC and CBD. It's actually the, the oils rich in this hemp plant, which are wonderfully helpful. And those, those things highlighting the ratios of fats which come into our body, and when we're treating our body well with the right kinds of nutrition, including the right kinds of fats, um, then we have a situation where there's less inflammation. Our body can hand it, handle the lipopolysaccharides as they come in smaller doses because the fats are correct. Um, so that stuff changes region to region. Um, different cultures eat better or worse. Um, but really, the future of cannabis is not just going to be people consuming it for recreation and for enjoyment, even for medic medicine. It's also going to be part of nutrition. Interesting. Now, I also have read that women have more arthritis pain than men. Why is that? Um, so there's a lot of explanations for that statistic. You know, the most basic critical interpretation is, well, women tend to voice their concerns a lot more readily than men do. Um, and we don't know. They're, compl they're complainers? <laughs> not complainers. They're open to talking honestly about how they're feeling, uh -huh. okay. um, which we don't often see among men. Uh -huh. um, you know, men tend to be, and depending on the culture, tend to be a little bit more stoic. They don't talk about the things that are bothering them as, as readily as women do. And unfortunately so, because women who are able to be open about their concerns often get relief more effectively um, than people who are just being quiet about it. Um, there is some truth that, um, you know, depending on the arthritis and depending on the activities, you know, some women who, um, who give birth, and obviously men do not, have arthritis that's related to um, that process that doesn't affect men. 
Um, but then there are other processes, you know, perhaps in, in certain fields of work where men are more likely to have arthritis because they, you know, the, the jobs which are causing arthritis are more, more typically associated with male activity. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, now, what is the most common form of arthritis? Uh, you know, are, 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 you, are people coming to you and saying, uh, you know, my knees are, are, are just falling apart or uh, is it the feet? Where, where, where are people having this problem? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, keep in mind, I'm, I'm a family doctor. I'm not a rheumatologist. My specialty is not arthritis, but, but I am a specialist of what is common. And I can tell you what's common. Um, there, there are many, many causes of arthritis. Um, certainly age wear and tear is, is probably the most common. Um, and, but infections and autoimmune conditions, certainly injuries can cause arthritis. Um, what we see of most in the clinic, in, the, in a family medicine clinic, um, tend to be things like back pain. You know, your, your back is made up of many joints. Um, and it's not, I guess, typical to think of arthritis as back pain, but you do have a lot of joints which can hurt and people do associate that as an arthritis, certainly amenable to, to cannabis treatments. Um, but knee pain, hip pain, um, wrist pain, these days, you know, with, with how much computer use we're all using and, and being on Zoom and all that, you know, we're certainly gonna see an uptick in, in joint pain related to that. Um, but some people, you know, who aren't sleeping well might have neck pains. Some people have shoulder pains, you know, especially athletes um, can have different injuries than non-athletes as far as arthritis goes. Um, the most common probably is back pain. Interesting. Folks, we need to take a short break. We'll be back with Dr. Benjamin Kaplan, who is talking about cannabis and arthritis. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. And I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hem Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Vampire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback. 
cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley, where we're discussing cannabis and arthritis with Dr. Benjamin Kaplan. So tell me, if if I were to come into your office and say, I've got, uh, you know, pain in my neck and I'm having a hard time sleeping, besides, you know, doing a, I assume you do some kind of, you know, ask me more questions, but then what would you do next uh, in, in terms of, of advising me or someone mm-hmm. like me that has neck pain? So you're right. The, 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 the mistake that doctors have often made in history um, is to not ask enough questions, to not learn enough exactly about what's going on. Um, so the, the the medical process as it as it is created and and we're accustomed to is is fielding questions. Why is this neck pain there? When did it start? Was it because of a trauma? Um, what kinds of things have you tried to help? You know, if you've if you've tried hot packs and cold packs and those are working, well, you know, maybe we should find some other way of getting those cold and hot packs. If that's not working, if you've tried um, over the counter medicines, you know, if you've tried narcotics, we we sort of look through a chain, a ladder, as it were, of least impactful, least potentially dangerous treatment approaches. And we scale that up to trying things which are a little bit more aggressive bit by bit. Um, you know, my personal style um, is to try things that are actually outside of medicine first. So things like massage, things like exercise, things like stretching. Um, you know, the most common cause of neck pain is, is not related to the joints. It's related to the muscles around the neck. You know, perhaps it's behavioral. You know, we often slouch when we're standing or, or sitting. Um, we often sleep in uncomfortable ways with all kinds of pillows and fancy um, mattresses that might be harmful for our necks. Um, if it turns out to be something which is, you know, related to arthritis uh, for the conversation today, um, if someone has tried over-the-counter medicines and they've tried more advanced medicines um, and those are still not working, um, at that point, I'm open to asking the patient if they're interested in exploring things which are outside the box. And, and you know, unfortunately right now, that's where cannabis lives. Um, I think it will be just short time before it is inside the box and quite likely a very early choice because it's so non-toxic um, and gives so much benefit so broadly. Um, but for right now, I keep it outside the box even as a full-time cannabis uh, specialist. Um, once we're ready to go outside the box, then the same kind of pattern Proceeds. You know, I, I ask people, okay, we have choices which are local, we have choices which are systemic, we have choices which are both. You know, and 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 I want people to understand that cannabis, because of so much which is unknown, is an incredible opportunity for individual patients to take command of their own treatment. Because we as physicians don't know enough, because there aren't enough studies, we have to depend on the patient's experience. We have to ask the patient how they're doing with these cannabis treatments. And it's a really terrific experience. Imagine you as a patient with neck pain gets to tell the doctor, look, this didn't work. What what else do I have as options? And and you're in control. Um, That control is really remarkable. Okay, so let's say 
okay, I want to go forth. Uh, would you then start saying, um, uh, would you like to have maybe a cream or do you want to take a, a tincture? Uh, how, how, what, what would be the next step that you would tell me? Because so, I'm so, coming in and saying, help me, help me, uh, <laughs> give me, give me something. <laughs> right. So, so the question before diving into a, into a, into a, a treatment is, is the pain just bothering you locally or are you suffering on top of the pain? You know, when we have pain, we have difficulty where it hurts, but we also deal with the agony of going through this. You know, for some people, their pain has become part of their personality. And the reason I distinguish these two is if pain is local, yes, we would start with a lotion. You know, that's going to work wonderfully locally, provided we have an effective lotion. Um, but if there is suffering around it, or if, you know, you're a normal person who's working full-time and you have to do other things and you can't be always dealing with putting locals on, maybe we find a systemic option, which is giving you enough relief over a long period of time that you don't have to think about it as much. And, and, and that brings up a second sort of choice that the patient has. Do they want treatment for something now? Do you want something to work immediately? Or do you want a cushion through the whole day? Would you rather something which is long lasting versus short acting? Oh, this is so interesting. Unfortunately, Dr. Kaplan, we are running out of time. But before you know, we go, can you tell our listeners where they can get in, in contact with you uh, and, and maybe set up an appointment? Uh, because sure. I think you're, you can really help a lot of these. Please tell us. Thank you. Yeah. So most of my work and my engagement with the public runs out of the website, which is cedclinic.com, C-E-D-C-L-I-N-I-C.com. Um, we have actually a newsletter, which people can, can participate in if they want. And we do live webinars where everybody can come who wants to and ask questions. Um, we have presentations that are medical. We have presentations which are teaching people how to cook with cannabis or how to grow cannabis. Um, we have some local vendors who are going to advertise some of their products so people can learn what types of products are out there. Um, for people who want an appointment, um, there is no limitation to where we go. We're across borders. We're across the world. Um, everybody needs good information, and I'm happy to provide it. Um, people can make an appointment on their own. They can pick the time that's available and, and choose whenever they want to come in. Um, our resources are really unlimited. Uh, we also have social media, and people want to learn in small bites. Um, the Twitter account I would recommend is, is, is mine, which is at Dr. Kaplan, so at D-R-C-A-P-L-A-N. Um, and I try to put useful educational material up on the, on the web all the time. Um, every day we have useful things, tidbits from, from the medical literature that are out there. Um, the website really is a huge resource. You know, included on the website is a library, which is the largest archive, a largest library of medical literature in the world. Um, and it's free for anybody to read and search for free. My goal is to provide information um, really hands-free and, and to make people um, interested. And, and, and if there are questions, I'm certainly here to ask, answer. Well, thank you. Uh, I think maybe in the next couple of months, we, we'd like to have you on again. Perhaps you'll have even more information to give our listeners. And I just wanna say thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Paxton, for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Folks, uh, please remember that my novel, Just Try Me, is available on Amazon and paperback and Kindle. And please uh, continue to listen to us. We've got a lot of new 
people coming on board who are going to give us more information about what's happening in the cannabis world. And to all of our listeners, you can also visit us on Twitter and on Facebook and LinkedIn. And what I'd like to say to all of you, be safe. If you have to stay at home, stay at home, try and be healthy, and we'll be here always to help you. I'm Paxton Quigley. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.